Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio in Gwinnett, it's time for Silver Lining in the Cloud, brought to you by Computer Design and Integration. Good morning and welcome to Silver Lining in the Cloud, brought to you by our sponsors at EMC and CDI Managed Services. I'm your host, Nicole Toptosh. We have an exciting lineup today from AG Rose Health and Rehab. We have John Abel, who is the music therapist, and Kirk Hines, who is the horticultural therapist. Also on our panel today is Wendy Bingham. Uh, the Senior Public Relations Manager with Special Olympics Georgia. And rounding out our panel is Reggie Jones, one of the managing partners at DTI. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you. Thanks. Abel and Kirk, you have the honor of getting us started today. Tell us about AG Rhodes and what what you guys do there. Well, I'm Kirk Hines. I'm the horticultural therapist on staff with AG Rhodes Health and Rehab. Uh, we're a nonprofit organization uh, celebrating our 110th anniversary, so one of Atlanta's oldest nonprofits. Uh, we provide therapy, rehabilitation uh, for short-term recovery and also long-term care for seniors. Okay. <clears throat> now, you, I mentioned that uh, A.J. Rhodes is celebrating their 110th year anniversary. Happy anniversary to you Thank guys. You. Can you tell us a little bit more about uh the impact on the community? Well, with us being around 110 years, we're, we're happy to celebrate that anniversary this year. We've, um, we had our first uh, facility, our first home opened in 1904 um, in downtown Atlanta. Um, and since then, we've opened two other facilities, one um, up in Marietta, right off Interstate 75, and another on Wesley Woods campus at Emory. Um, and all three facilities, um, through our work, um, have uh, maintained um, a status with Medicare of a highest, a highest uh, quality rating that they rank, which is a five-star rating. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also in uh, the top 100 workplaces in Atlanta um, from the Atlanta uh, Journal-Constitution, mm-hmm. and we're ranked as one of the top um, nursing home organizations in the country by uh, U.S. News and World Report. That is awesome and so important, especially when people are looking for good quality care for their loved ones. Now, sometimes... People don't think of uh, a nursing home as having therapy and rehabilitation services. Can you talk a little bit more about uh, about that and what you guys provide? I think it's a a very interesting setting at all three of our AG roads. Uh, We have a very, very robust therapy program. Each Mm -hmm. facility has a gym with state-of-the-art equipment. We have uh, a therapy pool. We have uh, Wii systems, Xboxes that we use for balance training. Uh, we even have an anti-gravity treadmill. So oh, wow. we're, we're training astronauts. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Uh, and then, of course, John and I are bringing in our horticultural therapy programs and music therapy. Um, at each facility, we're developing therapeutic gardens. Um, I'm installing two greenhouses, mm-hmm. one at uh, AG Roads Atlanta on mm-hmm. Boulevard and the other in uh, Cobb, right off of Cobb Parkway, our AG Road's there. Okay. So those are going to be new additions that will expand the therapeutic services. Most definitely. Music and gardening are two of my favorite pastimes. And talk about why you feel that music and gardening will bring a huge impact to the therapy of uh, 
the patients. With music being very innate in all of us, you know, starting with our, our heartbeat and that type of rhythm. So in music therapy, when I'm working with our residents and our patients, I tap into that mm-hmm. aspect of music, but also into their, uh, their own interests. So if it's certain types of music that they enjoy, I employ that in the music therapy that I'm providing. So they, they like big band music, I'm playing big band music. If it's older country, if it's gospel, whatever it might be. So it's personalized music um, that allows me to, to work with our residents and our patients and um, achieve goals, um, mm-hmm. uh, kind of tapping into those resources. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, I had the opportunity to visit a nursing home with some of my staff, and we couldn't sing, but they enjoyed listening to us anyhow and uh, trying to play a little something on the piano. So it does really bring out the best in them and gives them that as you mentioned, therapy. Right. And it can, it can take you back to a certain place in time, just as it can with any of us. You know, mm-hmm. if we hear a, hear a certain song, we think about when we first heard that. Exactly. Now, what are some other examples of what you do during your therapy sessions? Can you talk a little bit more about that? Well, with music therapy, for the most part, I'm playing guitar and I'm singing with our residents. So they're either moving to the music Mm -hmm. with me or they're playing different rhythm instruments that I might have or they're singing with me, Mm -hmm. depending on what their goals are and what the goals are for the group that I'm working with. So I'll work with individuals. Also, we'll uh, interface with um, other therapists, with physical therapy, occupational therapy, or speech therapy, and, um, again, using the music to... to, uh, organize what we're, we're working on. Gotcha. We've been uh, speaking with John Abel and Kirk Hines with A.G. Rhodes Health and Rehab. Now, what about A.G. AG Rhodes uh, being nonprofit makes it unique? I think the most important part of that is that we're mission-driven rather than uh, beholden to shareholders. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're able to provide unique services through donations. And uh, I think that it, it focuses our work to those that we serve. And those are our residents and our patients there for therapy. Mm-hmm. Now you spoke about uh, donations. If someone wanted to know more about AG Roads and wanted to get involved to donate um, or to... Uh, assist in any way, what can they do? Very easily go to our website, uh, www.agroads.org, mm-hmm. and there's information there. Uh, we are a non-for-profit, of course, so we are very uh, reliant upon donations mm-hmm. uh, to provide these unique services. Okay. And Kirk and Abel, what do you guys enjoy most about what you do? It seems like such a rewarding career. It is. I mean, I enjoy the fact that I can use music with other people and make an impact on their lives and and, and enrich their lives. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's also, uh, AG Roads itself is a very fun place for us all to work. We enjoy what we're doing. Other staff enjoy what they're doing. And the result is great care for our our residents and our patients. It is. Our our patients and residents are really enjoying the the music therapy and horticultural therapy Mm -hmm. as they see our uh, horticultural therapy gardens go in. Uh, you see a lot of excitement. You see a lot of residents going out into the gardens. Uh, we start all of our own vegetables and herbs mm-hmm. uh, growing organically. So they're having a good time. We're tasting them, and we're also using them in our kitchens. Right. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It really is. Nothing like some homegrown vegetables. That's it. Thank you guys so much for all your contributions at AG Roads and for what you're doing for the community. And happy anniversary again. Thank you Thank very you. much. Thanks for having us. Next up, we have uh, Reggie Jones, 
with uh, DTI. Welcome, Reggie. How are you doing this morning? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Great, great. Uh, tell us about DTI and what you do there, Reggie. Sure. DTI is a um, legal process outsourcing company. We work uh, directly with law firms and corporations and uh, helping them prepare uh, when they do hit a legal event. Uh, we're able to um, to help navigate through that process. Mm-hmm. And how long has DTI been in business? Uh, we started 16 years ago right here in Atlanta, and uh, we've expanded to about 26 cities and getting ready to uh, expand international as well. Oh, wow. That's huge. Yeah. We've been oh. very blessed. Right, right. Now, t- can you talk a little bit more about the um, legal processing, the outsourcing, what that means? Yes, uh, and many people, you know, that are not necessarily in a large corporation or a law firm uh, would have no clue what that term meant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started off about 21 years ago, uh, and, and everything was very much paper-based. Uh, so when a corporation would get into, uh, into a lawsuit, uh, they would swap boxes back and forth and have to have those boxes copied. And uh, <laughs> things have changed quite a bit in the last 20 years. But um, everything has kind of moved upstream, is more electronic now. Uh, there's so many uh, bits and pieces of information uh, when lawsuits happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have to go in and um, and really help on the front end uh, so they're prepared uh, for the entire process. Uh, so not only are we taking a look at paper, but we're also taking a look at their legal hold process mm-hmm. uh, through our consulting uh, component. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition to that, uh, we're also uh, taking everything from forensically collecting uh, computers, cell phones, there's so many pieces of media that are floating around today that uh, have information on them. Right. So we have to be experts uh, in many different areas uh, to help navigate through that process. And then we also uh, work with the corporations uh, to sift through that information and cull the information down uh, to a smaller subset. And we also uh, have attorneys on staff that help uh, work with the outside counsels uh, mm-hmm. to navigate through and, and really look for that needle in a haystack when a case hits. Right. Now, you mentioned that you guys are going to be expanding on a a national level. Do you work with just large companies and firms? No, we don't. Uh, We work with very many large uh, corporations and firms, uh, but many of the uh, mid-sized firms to smaller firms, uh, we have a very, very good mix. Uh, I would say half uh, is very large uh, Fortune 100, 500 corporations. Uh, And then we work with many um, firms and corporations that are much, much smaller. Mm -hmm. 16 years in existence. What would you say is one of uh, DTI's greatest attributes? Uh, you know, clearly uh, we've set ourselves apart. We are the largest provider for e-discovery services now in the world, mm-hmm. uh, and we've enjoyed uh, growing and watching that growth. Uh, you know, started off right here in Atlanta, uh, actually in our CEO's basement, and have grown um, to roughly 3,600 employees, and we have uh, about 4,500 active uh, review attorneys today on staff. Wow! So uh, we've been very, very blessed uh, in doing that. But I would say. You know, outside of the the great technology that we've developed mm-hmm. uh, and the technology partners that we couple ourselves with, mm-hmm. uh, I would say our people are our greatest resource. Uh, wow. You know, I enjoy serving myself. Uh, most of our staff does too, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's what um, really sets us apart in the industry today. I always say teamwork makes the dream work, so yeah, that's huge. Right. I love it. We've been speaking today with Reggie Jones with DTI. Reggie, can you talk a little bit more about? Um, how the company or how a company or firm would use your services. Can you expand upon that a little bit more? Sure. Um, they, they can obviously uh, contact one of our 26 offices throughout the United States mm-hmm. uh, directly. Uh, they can also contact us on the web. Uh, but they really engage us. Uh, more and more cor- corporations, uh, if you rewind the clock just three or four years ago, mm-hmm. majority of our business came directly from law firms. Um, you know, an attorney or a paralegal uh, or a senior associate would contact us directly when the corporations that they were serving 
uh, had a need. Uh, we've really seen a shift in the market in the last uh, two to three years where corporations are directly engaging us, uh, but they're not waiting until a litigation event hits. Um, they're actually uh, you know, engaging us a lot earlier mm-hmm. uh, to del- uh, develop uh, legal readiness plans mm-hmm. and to really get ready. Um, you know, heaven forbid if something does hit. Uh, you know, we do live in a, um, a very litigious nation. Uh, people have a tendency to uh, to sue, so it's not something uh, <laughs> that we're going to necessarily be able to avoid. Uh, so the, the key is is to be ready when it does hit. Right. That is, that is very important. Now, how does the future look for DTI? Uh, brighter than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in spite of uh, the economy tanking in the last several years, uh, DTI has continued to grow uh, at a very rapid pace. Uh, we're having more and more um, you know, opportunities that – um, are coming our way uh, through large corporations uh, and medium-sized companies where they're turning to DTI. Uh, we're expanding the type of services that we offer. Um, you know, now uh, a corporation can engage us on the front end, um, you know, to get ready for, a, you know, a litigious event mm-hmm. uh, all the way through hosting their data, mm-hmm. um, you know, recruiting their talent. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a, a division now that uh, actually goes out and recruits um, paralegals, attorneys, and other administrative staff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, also a large part of our business is physically being in a law firm uh, and serving the customer. So we have employees that actually reside in the law firms that make copies, sort mail, mm-hmm. uh, really any administrative function that goes on in a law firm. We're able to support that now directly. Right, to help everything be a real smooth process. Yes. And what do you enjoy the most about what you do at DTI? What's uh, I think, you? Um, you know, serving the customer, serving people, mm-hmm. uh, helping develop uh, leadership with in the corporation, mm-hmm. um, you know, very much like myself, I started off uh, 21 years ago on a copy machine making seven dollars an hour, mm-hmm. and been blessed enough to make you know work my way up, and um, you know to really um, provide those same type of opportunities to uh, young men and women that are, are joining DTI today. Uh, that's really what gets me going. It's not um, you know the revenue that we've been blessed with, and um, you know the growth is great, uh, but for me personally, I enjoy uh, being able to to help someone grow their career path. Right, right. That is very rewarding. Excellent. Now, how can our listeners get in contact with you? The easiest way is just to uh, to visit our our website. Mm -hmm. It's dtiglobal.com. Okay. Uh, And then they can navigate to the applicable city that we can serve them in. Great. You've been listening to Reggie Jones with DTI. Thank you so much, Reggie, for being on the show today. Thanks again for having me. And for sharing that insight. Thank you. You've been listening to Silver Lining in the Cloud, brought to you by EMC and CDI Managed Services. Next on our broadcast today is Wendy Bigham. Good morning, Wendy. How are you? Good. Thank That's you. Good. Wendy is here with us from the Special Olympics of Georgia. Can you talk about what you do there? Yes. I, I always say that I have the best job at Special Olympics Georgia because I get to tell the stories of the athletes and mm-hmm. and the accomplishments and overcoming obstacles. Um, I'm the PR person mm-hmm. there. <laughs> And I'm just, I've been there about eight years and just seen a lot of great things and great events go on at mm-hmm. Special Olympics Georgia. Yes, we've actually heard a lot about uh, the Special Olympics Georgia uh, this last month with all that was going on here in Georgia. Can you talk a little bit more about the Special Olympics and the impact that it has on an athlete? Well, we actually have the largest program in the country of all the Special Olympics programs in every state. We have 26,702 athletes, 
and 25 sports. Mm-hmm. And it, it gives the athletes an opportunity to learn a skill, a sports mm-hmm. skill. Right. Um, even in equestrian, we actually have a sport where the athletes get to ride horses. And, and there's so much that you can learn from that. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to the athletes, they are able to not only stay healthy and, and work out with their teams, they all have to do it um, eight weeks before a competition. Mm-hmm. And so during that process, they get to know their teammates and their coaches and learn how to take direction, how to right. be a good teammate. And And I think everybody can identify with that. Everyone needs um, to be able to take direction from their bosses. And, mm-hmm. and I think that provides some lifelong skills for our athletes. Many of our folks um, graduate from from high school and go on to work jobs and become respected folks in the community. And mm-hmm. and that that's one thing that Special Olympics does. It it gives the an opportunity for the community and athletes to interact, where everybody gets to be good at something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, yeah, it boils down to health and physical fitness and being able to learn lifelong skills. Right, that will definitely keep them motivated. Now, you mentioned that you guys have over 26,000 athletes. Yes. So, who is eligible to participate in Special Olympics? Anyone who is eight years old. Um, you have to have an intellectual disability. However, um, those eligibility requirements can expand if, if you're someone who needs Special Olympics in their life and mm-hmm. maybe don't have access to other sports in your community um, we won't say no to mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. Um, there's a process of being able to of course um, be signed off on by your doctor that the athlete has to be healthy enough to compete because mm-hmm. we all we're all about health and physical fitness. Right. Um, there is no age limit. We actually have an athlete who's 87 years old. Wow. <laughs> and it, it and it's really important. A lot of times people think of uh, children being like who we serve totally, and that is 80% of our population. But one of the big things that really works in the lives of athletes is that once someone who's in special education graduates from high school sometimes they can drop drop away um, from special olympics programs and maybe not work out at the neighborhood gym and special olympics gives them an opportunity to be able to compete with people with life with uh, similar ability levels it kind of gives an equal playing field right and it gives a lot of athletes tend to sometimes sad stay at home watch tv and it's easy to become sedentary and if it wasn't for special olympics things could be kind of sad right 87-year-old athlete. I'm thinking some of the folks over at AG Roads might want to check it out. Absolutely. (laughs) That is very encouraging. Now, where are the Special Olympics World and USA Games held? Well, we actually just had our USA Games in Princeton, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And we had um, less than about 
20 athletes and coaches head on over there. And it's really interesting. I was at the airport where the athletes took off in Cessna planes, and many of the athletes haven't flown. And and some of the athletes were excited, and Mm -hmm. then some were nervous, you know, as anyone as I would be. Yeah. But, um, and, and the cool thing is, is that not only did they go and compete, a lot of them brought medals and mm-hmm, ribbons mm-hmm. and we were very proud of them. Right. And, and, but the, the cool thing is when athletes are selected for a national games or world games, it isn't about how many medals they've won mm-hmm. so far. It's the overall person that has to be, um, recommended and have this application process. We are having World Games in yeah. Los Angeles in 2015 okay. next summer, and and those athletes have just been selected, and we're very proud of them. And they're from all over the country. They're selected from all over. Exactly, wow. and with World Games, there's um, I think we Special Olympics programs are in about a. A hundred countries, and mm-hmm. so there's a huge representation of of all kinds of new friends that, that right. you can make over at World Games. It's like a big old international convention. I love it. Absolutely. Wow. We've been speaking with Wendy Biggums with Special Olympics Georgia. Wendy, what are some events that are coming up for Special Olympics? Well, right now our athletes are preparing for Masters Bowling, and that's going to be in Warner Robins, and the athletes have to be 22 years old or Mm -hmm. older. Mm -hmm. And we also have some fun fundraisers coming up. Our our organization has come up with some fun ideas. Um, in February, there was the polar plunge. Other states tried that too, where you <laughs> you raise a certain amount of money to jump in and and cold waters of mm-hmm. Lake Lanier. Um, we actually had a an over the edge event in April, where um, people raised a thousand dollars and they were able to rappel down a 20-story building in Buckhead. And and that was pretty interesting. You can really see how much people like adventure but also love Special Olympics Georgia also. And our next big thing, and, and it's kind of funny, um, is our duck derby. It's a rubber duck race okay. that's happening August the 8th. Okay. And people can adopt a duck for $5. Mm-hmm. And they're all going to race at Six Flags. And if you do want to, I have to do, have to say, if you do want to adopt a duck, you go to <laughs> AtlantaDuckDerby.com. Okay. Um, but one of the funny things is after, I think we sent out an e-newsletter about the duck derby and an e-blast, um, I had left out the word rubber duck. And we've got a couple of emails from people saying, I can't believe you would race live ducks. You know, that's... That's not good, but and I, <laughs> so ever since then, I've been making a very conscious effort to say rubber ducks. Right, right. And they're very cute. <laughs> There'll be about 10,000 rubber ducks wow. racing. Now, Wendy, you spoke earlier about um, the joy that you get in telling the stories of folks. Is there a particular story or athlete who's inspired you or shown how Special Olympics really does make a difference in someone's life? Well, there's there's two things that come up to mind. The first one and is a story from an athlete in Cobb County mm-hmm. who 
um, doesn't talk very much, doesn't mm-hmm. communicate very well with other people, but he's um, a huge fan of that book. Clifford, the big red dog. I like Clifford. Yes, and, and let me tell you, he does too. Because the the coaches and volunteers learned that if they wore a red shirt at the finish line at track and field, he would definitely run there very fast. Oh. And and that's how you got him to finish the race. Uh-huh. And in addition to that, I've heard stories about how he brings his book with him um, to the race and. And he just loves it so much. And and for me, that says that there's it just gives athletes an opportunity to be able to express themselves and feel like it's okay. It's okay that you want to run and and the person at the end of the the line has a red shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about an equal playing field. The second story, and, and I always get a little teary-eyed and I try not to tell the story too much, mm-hmm. but I end up doing it. Um, there was a track and field event at Emory University in May a couple of year a few years ago mm-hmm. and there were four athletes that were competing um, and one of the athletes had a walker and he had these big thick glasses and and just a sweet smile and apparently earlier that day or during that weekend at Emory there was a college a college conference of student leaders and that day everyone had blue shirts on in the stands you could just see this big blue sea in the stands mm-hmm. which is really cool by the way to have athletes with fans in the stands which, which is what we encourage right so earlier in the day they had learned the name of the athlete who had the walker and his name is Thomas. He's from Oconee County. Okay. And um, and so as soon as the the whistle was blown to start the race, you could hear Thomas, go Thomas. You know, hearing mm. from a crowd your name being called mm-hmm. was huge. It was so important to him to hear his name said and recognized. Right. That he stopped and by, <laughs> and he would just look in the stands with this huge smile on his face, and he was so excited about the other side of sports and competition that that's what mattered the most. And half he was still kind of going along on the track, and the other athletes had been all at the finish line mm-hmm. at least a minute and we had volunteers on the side we have police officers that mm-hmm. volunteer through law enforcement torch run so there was an officer um, who was walking side by side with this athlete and mm-hmm. with with thomas and saying come on you can go keep going keep going mm-hmm. and and he still it was just so it was so touching to see mm-hmm. him it not be about sports it's about feeling encouraged mm-hmm. so much so that it stopped him in his tracks. Right. That it's is very a very sweet. motivating story. Thanks Absolutely. for sharing that, Wendy. I, I like that. Now, you had spoken also about uh, fundraisers that are coming up, and uh, especially with the rubber duck race and everything like that. How can people help? How can they contribute? There are a lot of ways. Okay. Um, you can always volunteer at any of our state events. Mm-hmm. We are um, 
We also love to receive donations and sponsorships. Uh-huh. If you go to our homepage, there's an easy tab to follow. There's even a big red button that says donate here, donate now. Uh-huh. Um, and our website is www.specialolympicsga.org. And we, most of our support does come from individual donations, so we really rely on close connections with our community. Great. Thank you also, too, for providing the website that uh, listeners can uh, go to to contribute. You've been listening to Silver Lining in the Cloud, where we talk business to business. Thank you to our guests today from AG Roads Health and Rehab, John Abel and Kirk Hines from Special Olympics Georgia, Wendy Binghams, and Reggie Jones with DTI. We appreciate you all for being on our show I'm Nicole Toptosh with CDI Managed Services, where we work with companies to maximize their investment in IT infrastructure and cloud support and solutions. To listen to this show and other Silver Lining in the Cloud broadcasts, go to silverlining.businessradiox.com. Until next time, remember, when it comes to IT solutions and cloud support, CDI Managed Services is your silver lining in the cloud.